It's time to bring in Dan Deming. He's managing director of KKM Financial. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Good to have you. Thanks, Carolyn. So, Dan, let's start with the dollar. It's the one thing on my uh, watch list that basically is always in the green, or so it seems, soaring to 20-year highs. What, what do you make of the strength we're seeing there? Well, there's a couple of factors, I think, Caroline, when you look at the influences uh, in the dollar, particularly in the currency space as a whole. And I think it really boils down to uh, the trajectory of the rate increases, the uh, perception within uh, the aggressiveness of the Fed versus the rest of the world, coupled that with also the dollar benefiting from uncertainty within the global economic conditions. Uh, so you've got a couple of uh, tailwinds for the dollar that have benefited substantially here. Uh, that benefited the dollar here substantially in the last couple of months uh, and pushed it now to your 20-year highs. And I, you know, what I make of it is it's a headwind uh, for uh, for it's a headwind for various other asset classes, uh, particularly commodities. Now you're seeing, I think, the pricing of the dollar really beginning to weigh on commodities that are start losing some of their momentum to the upside. Couple that with also, uh, you know, I think the equity markets are going to struggle with the dollar now breaking out to multi-year highs, in this case, 20-year highs, because of some of the dynamics of how that impacts imports and exports and some of the, that those things that are inputted into the pricing structure within the equity market. So I think it's a headwind overall, Caroline, because uh, that um, uh, because of the things I just mentioned here and the fact that it continues to push higher. How would a recession impact the dollar? Because we're hearing more and more that either we're in a recession or a recession is coming, yet the dollar doesn't necessarily signal that, does it? Well, I guess to some degree it does because it's it's being played as a, used as a safe haven. And also because of the fact that of this scenario that we're dealing with right now, because of the timing, with the Fed now basically even in their minutes today indicating they're going to front load the rate hikes, I think that's why you're seeing uh, this play out, even though the, it does appear that we are headed for a recession if we're not already there. So, you know, I think the shift will come when the Fed starts to call off the dogs, uh, and that's going to take some time based on how they enunciated their uh, recent uh, observations. Now, of course, we know the Fed can be can shift pretty quickly. And if you look at the Treasury markets today, I mean, interesting dynamic there. When you look at the two years through the seven years, really selling off substantially with the wings, not so much. And again, that's an indication that, you know, shifting dynamics of how the Fed enunciated their policy and the markets pricing that in. And I think that that's why you're seeing the dollar, again, continuing to hold up here because the Fed is much more aggressive right now than any other central bank across the globe. And that's why I think you're seeing this uh, scenario play out. So if investors are using the dollar as a safe haven, they're certainly not using gold as a safe haven, which is what we would typically think maybe in right. times of a, a recession or entering a recession. Gold's weaker again today, as is copper. Why do you think that the metals market's struggling so much? Well, gold, I think, because of some of the structural issues or things that it had to contend with, and one of them being the much stronger dollar and the fact that it continues to break out to a generational highs almost, and you look over the last 20 plus years. Um, so I think that's one of the driving factors. Also, uh, you know, some of the, the, the shifting uh, themes within the interest rate environment, I think, are having an impact there. So gold, I think, is just losing its edge as far as an inflation hedge, and therefore it's being sold because of the fact that the dollar continues 
to push to uh, you know the highest level in 20 years. Copper is a different dynamic. Uh, copper, I think, is uh, coming under some pressure due to the fact that uh, you're seeing commodities as a whole coming under pressure. And I think copper is getting pulled down by the prospects that growth is going to slow as we move through the next six months to a year. And even with China coming back online, that we're not going to see the housing market continue at the pace that it is. Some of the other things that typically where copper is going to be used more, uh, you know, integrated into those activities, those I think you're seeing slowing there. And I think that copper got priced a little uh, high relative to the activity that it was anticipated. So I think you're seeing a resetting of expectations, uh, particularly in, you know, the base metals uh, and copper kind of falls into that realm. Gold's outside of that, but gold's under some different type of pressures, primarily due to the stronger dollar. And an economic downturn or prospects of a recession seems to be weighing on oil as well. It's back below $100 a barrel off earlier lows, but still trading around 98.60 right now. City analysts have said, though, in a recession scenario, it could trade as low as $65 a barrel. What do you think about that? And do you think that at least this area below, just below 100 or around 100, is uh, where oil is going to find its footing for a while? Yeah, you know, I think it's an it, oil is again, you know, typically a stronger dollar is a headwind for oil, and it hasn't been until recently. I think that's contributing to why we're seeing some of the selling pressure. Couple that with just the shifting dynamics within the themes of economic activity from a global perspective moving forward is certainly hitting the commodities hard here the last couple of days, if not really over the last month, as uh, we continue to see uh, crude selling off substantially, really after it peaked and. I believe it was uh, early June. So um, I think the one thing to watch here, Caroline, is the fact that uh, we are now seeing a breaking of uh, some levels here that it has not traded at in over a month. And if we were to take out 93, in theory, then you'd have a ho lower high and a lower low within the crude space. So that's a level I'm watching very closely. We did get down to 95 spot 17 today before we bounced a little bit. So we're still holding these lower end of the, I said to say, the lower end of the recent range. So at this point, you know, not too much technical damage, but if we were to see a trade below 93, then you got a lower high and a lower low, and that could really shift the dynamic to the downside where you could see it dip into the, you know, the lower reaches of, uh, you know, I don't know if 65 is the, the bottom, but yeah, there'd be further downside pressure, I believe, if we break, if we break excuse me, 93. All right, we'll keep an eye on that 93 level. Dan Deming, Managing Director of KKM Financial. Thank you, always a pleasure. Thank you.